Yeah, how much time did you spend over there? Did you get to do any big events? Did you do the Tour de France or anything like that? I, I, I did in 82. I think it was either 82 or 83. And it was kind of a composite team that was thrown together at the last minute as an introduction. Episode 62, Tank Slapping Podcast. Back on the show. Last week was tough for me. I was traveling. Oklahoma is not very close to Pennsylvania. So, yeah, it was a short week last week trying to get out to Oklahoma and race. So, apologize for not getting a pod out last week, but hopefully you all enjoyed the Danny Walker podcast. I had a lot of fun with it. Tonight's show is going to be sweet. I'm pretty pumped on it. One of the low-key funniest dudes in the pits. You wouldn't expect it. but he's hilarious. He's accomplished. He's very humble. And we're going to get him on the show. It's Dave Zanotti championship winning tuner. He's won titles with Jake Johnson. He's won titles with Briar Bauman. He's won races with cool Beth. And uh, I don't know if Wiles won for him or not, but he's had a lot of great riders uh, ride for him over the years. And he's just a magician. If you talk to any tuner, they always give great respect to Dave Zanotti. So I'm going to get him on. His father, Mario, was a very accomplished tuner as well. He worked with uh, Steve Eklund back in the day. So I'm excited to learn about that as well, because I don't know a heck of a lot about Steve Eklund. So um, I'm excited to hear about that also. But we'll talk about the Oklahoma City Mile later on the show. We're going to call our guy, Andrew Butler, who had a good weekend as well, and talk with him about our thoughts from the Oklahoma City Mile. So it was uh, it was a good weekend, but we'll we'll chat about that here in a bit want to shout out our sponsors that make this show happen. Um, it really means a lot to, to me to have their support and to keep this show going. So if you can send them a note on social media and thank them for supporting our humble podcast. <laughs> it means a lot. It keeps us rolling. Bell Power Sports. Check out the bellhelmets.com to view their full line of products. I brought out my cushion helmet this past weekend. I didn't want to dirty up my, my my custom lids i thought it'd be more cushiony but uh it actually that helmet stayed pretty clean so um the race star flex check them out the quality and safety is unmatched if you start tank slapping you want to be protected by bell big big shout out to yamaha it's motorsports and yamaha racing check out their website at yamahamotorsports.com motorcycle atv side-by-side snowmobile and power products yamaha revs your heart moto america I don't think we talked about it because we didn't do a pod, but they had Road America last weekend. It was a huge success, a lot of good racing. This coming weekend, they're racing at The Ridge in Shelton, Washington, June 25th and 27th. Get your tickets, Pacific Northwest people, go out and see some good racing. I don't know much about that racetrack. I don't even know if they've raced there a, a lot. I don't know. So it should be a good one, uh, You know, a new track that guys don't have a lot of time on. It should mix things up. Junior Cup, King of Baggers. Actually, I don't think the Baggers are there this weekend, but they'll still have the Junior Cup, Hona Superbike, Super Sport, Stock 1000, and Twins Cup. So if you can't be there to get tickets, subscribe to their Live Plus package. Indian Motorcycle, really, really excited to have the support of Indian Motorcycle. Since 1901, Indian Motorcycle has been the choice of riders who make their own rules. Check out a local dealership near you and scoop up a new Scout or FTR model. The um, the Scout bikes are so rad. There's a and the FTRs. I'd, I'd love to cruise around on an FTR. I would for sure get in trouble on one, but 
They also have a great line of baggers, including the top of the line in the Indian challenger. They support racing. As many of you know, have current, um, current riders on the team, including current super twins champion, Briar Bauman and the tuner of, uh, the Indian factory team. Dave Zanotti is our guest tonight. So excited to talk with him. DID chain, all the major teams use the 520 MX chain across the industry. Make sure you hit them up on social media and send them questions about their chains and what application, uh, I'm sorry, what chain best fits your application. They're, they're um, super knowledgeable and their record track record speaks for themselves. I was going around this weekend, just curious, looking at people's bikes and uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, a lot of them have the DID chain. So um, yeah, really, really appreciate them supporting our sport. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Jerry Stinchfield. He keeps it going for us and the sport in general, commercialroofsystems.net. With nearly 40 years of experience, we appreciate Jerry for what he does for our show and the riders in the sport. He sponsors literally half the paddock. So appreciate Jerry. Dunlop Motorcycle Tires, the official tire of the American Flat Track Series. They're coming out with a 17-inch tire for the 85s, Mad Dogs. The 19-inch tires are just amazing. The DT4, huge grip on those on those tires right now. And I'm really excited about what they've done and what they do for the sport and our podcast. AIM Sports Data, the world leader in data acquisition, Solo 2 and Solo 2 DL. We had our data up all weekend trying to make changes, trying to get me to go faster, and it's a game changer. So look them up on social media at AIM Sports Data. And Hanum's Harley-Davidson, big, big friend and supporter of our show, 65 years in business, Tommy Hanum. Make sure you check out their original store in Media, Pennsylvania, 1011 West Baltimore Pike in Media, Pennsylvania. Hit them up on social media. They support a lot of riders at the amateur level in our sport as well. And Tommy's a racer. He's one of us. So appreciate him for, for his support. Uh, our first guest is on the line. Let's get right into it. Dave Zanotti, how are you? Good, good, Corey. How are you? Good, man. I really appreciate you coming on, especially, you know, we just, we, we just raced over the weekend. I'm sure you got a lot of shit to do. So I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, no problem. My pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, so let's kind of get into it. I, I want to learn, man. I, I don't know a heck of a lot about your beginnings. Um, kind of, you know, give me the elevator pitch a little bit. You don't have to get into full detail, but how did it all get started for you? I know your your father, Mario, was a tuner. Maybe we'll talk about how he got started, which probably led to you getting involved in it. Yeah, you know, we, we started with mini bikes and uh, I raced mini bikes for a while and then I got into the motorcycles and back then it was called sportsman. You got a sportsman license and, uh, you, you know, you go just go through the ranks and uh, I wasn't, I wasn't any good at it. My dad said, Hey, you got to get into something else, you know? And so uh, I, I got into bicycle racing and he pursued it with uh, a rider called uh, Steve Eklund for about 12, 13 years. And, uh, and then, uh, I couldn't get into it until he passed away. I promised him that because, uh, he said, uh, it was extremely hard and frustrating and, and, uh, yeah. So, so I got into it about 2002 and, oh, and pursued it. And here we are. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know a lot about Steve Eklund and the beauty of this podcast for me is I've been able to talk with guys like Randy Goss and um, just Jay Springsteen a little bit more and guys I haven't, I don't know a heck of a lot about from that era. I wasn't even born yet, but I know Eklund from what I hear was a hell of a rider. So how much do you, do you remember from, from, from that, that time? Like, what can you tell me about Steve Eklund that a lot of people might not know about, or I definitely don't know about. 
Yeah, he was a quiet guy, you know, a very good writer. Um, I guess you'd call it call him a natural. Um, yeah, he wrote. Uh, um, my dad picked him up when he was a novice, and back then you had to run a, either a two fifty twin or a three sixty single in the novice class for a whole year to qualify for a junior. And then uh, he became a junior. I think he was rookie rookie of the year or or novice of the year. I don't know what they called it back then, but uh, uh, yeah, then they got on a 40 incher and rode as a junior, did well, and then you know once he became an expert and you know they they ran a Yamaha for the first season, him being an expert and XX650, and then uh, got a hold of a Harley, and then they just took off from there. Yeah, he won the 19, I don't know if I already mentioned this, but he won the 1979 championship. And uh, like I've mentioned on this show before, somebody gave you shit the other day telling me that every error I say was stacked, but but it's true. Every error we talk about, there's, there's so many good riders, but the late 70s, early 80s is very underrated with how many good riders there were back then. Um, you know, some of the guys I'm sure he beat, uh, you know, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but Kenny Rock. Yeah, Jay, Jay was the, was the guy to beat back then. Jay Springsteen, he was the guy to beat. And then there was a lot of riders. Did he win three in a row? Did he win three in a row? Did Steve break his, uh, kind of I believe so. I believe so. And, uh, you know, they should have won it in 78, but they were at a race. I think it was Louisville and the motor was making noise. So they they heard that uh, there was a, a tuner called Stormy Winters and and they were going to try to break the record on on taking the motor out and putting another one in. I think the record was I think 42 minutes at the time, and uh, they didn't make it in time for the main. So so you know Jay of course won that day and and it it put the point system tied going into the last race at Ascot and. Uh, yeah, and then then Jay just just took him to school at Ascot. So, so uh, yeah, but uh, he was he had twenty some odd points up on Jay at the time, and and uh, yeah, they didn't make the main, so he got one point, and and then they yeah. went to Ascot, and they just uh, uh, yeah, he got second behind Jay and lost the championship. But uh, the next year he won it. Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't know a heck of a lot about Steve, man. I, I, uh, that's why I was kind of excited about this show. Did you, um, how many, like, did you go to a lot of those events back then with, with your pops and, and Steve or like how, um, how, ha- how hands-on were you back then? Dave? like, how, I, I, yeah. I helped out a lot, you know, when they were at the shop or at the house, I should say. And, uh, uh, my dad never went to the races. He, he went to San Jose when they were, in town and he would just go out and watch the main event. And he figured that there wasn't much he can do once they, you know, once the bike left the shop. And, uh, yeah, so he went to very few races. I think, I think there was a total of three or four that he went to. I think he went to Ascot one time. Um, but yeah, he wasn't, uh, you know, he, he, he wasn't that hands-on as much as, you know, designing things and altering things and, uh, and, and I, you know, I was helping out. I was just a kid and I get to, tra- I got to travel a few times with them back East. And, and back then there was a, uh, what they called the, the East and the West swing. So they would come out to the West and stay for maybe a month or so and then head back East. And, uh, and, uh, I would go every so often. 
but I would I would do just you know simple things. I wasn't really as hands on as 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 I could have been. Right. Yeah. I I feel like I was the same way when I was young. Like my dad was a good mechanic and my grandpa and I. I didn't pay attention as much as I should. But I took it for granted. Like I, I would just be screwing off in the garage or, you know, skateboarding or something while they were working on bikes. So I definitely wish I, Shane always paid attention. That's why she works on my shit all the time. But I wish I paid more, <laughs> I wish I paid more attention, but uh, yeah, I, honestly, man, as a guy who loves cycling, I've heard rumors about your cycling career and I want to learn more about it. I, I just, I'm, like you, you, you very humble mentioned that you race bicycles, but you were a very, a very strong cyclist and competed in some, some big events. So there's a lot of people that, that ride bicycles that listen to our show that probably want to know more about that. Yeah, no, I, I started when I was what they called a junior in 73, 74 and, uh, uh, went to the junior world trials and, and made the U S team as a junior. And, uh, uh, then I, you know, became became what they called seniors. It was a senior rank. And then uh, there was no professional federation in the states um, up until probably eighty two, eighty three. And uh, so, you know, we would go to Europe and and want to race pro races. We would have to get special permission uh, to do it from the U.S. you know federation. So, um, yeah, we all turned pro right after the 80 Olympics because they got boycotted. Mm, So, so once they got boycotted, we packed up and a few of us went to Europe and started racing there, which was a, which was a rude awakening for us at the time (laughs) because uh, the Europeans were, were up to snuff, you know, and uh, so, but we caught on quick. Yeah, how much time did you spend over there? Did you get to do any big events? Did you do the Tour de France or anything like that? I I did in 82. I think it was either 82 or 83. And there was kind of a composite team that was thrown together at the last minute as an introduction. And it was horrible. And you know, um, I made it to the halfway point and... Uh, and I was the last guy on the team to 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 last the halfway point and but uh no it was tough it was a tough it was a rude awakening for all of us and and uh and and then there was a rider that I rode with and worked with for a few years and that was Greg Lamond and uh he he went over there the year after and did extremely well he got signed by a by a big team and was very successful at it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how, how brutal cycling is like the top level riders. They don't make any money. Like we talk about flat track riders, not making any money, but I've read some books of guys like guys that compete at the top level and win and they're living off like pennies. I mean, it's a, it's a very, it's a very brutal sport. Do you still, do you still ride a lot now or, or not much? No, every so often I'll, I'll go for a bike ride you know, um, it's, it's, you know, I had, I had my fun on it and my time on it and yeah, I'll go just to clear my mind and just get a breath of fresh air. But, uh, plus I, you know, I, I, I got a bike and it handles, it handles bad. I gotta, I gotta get a better, I gotta get a better chassis. And, uh, yeah, the, the guys that get, get paid fairly well are what they call domestiques. And those are the those are the guys that on a team that protect the captain 
and they have to do a lot of work. They have to do a lot of work throughout a, a stage race or a, a long race, uh, and they get they get paid fairly well. Yeah, fairly I, well. Yeah, I love reading about the tactics of cycling. Like it's not green, go checkered, finish, go as hard as you can in between. There's so many tactics that that go into it. It's truly a team, a team effort too. Like you, you can't win the, you can't win a big tour event by yourself. And I thought that aspect of, of learning about that cycling was, uh, was pretty, pretty cool actually. So no, that, that's awesome. I've always wanted to ask you about that. I've never got to, to chat with you. And before we get into more of the racing stuff, I've also heard you're like a championship winning, very good clay, like clay birds, like shooting, like what, what's that about? Like, I, I don't know. That's, much about uh, that. It's it, it's called trap, and basically you use a shotgun, and uh, you shoot at clay birds, and it's based on a hundred, a hundred rounds, which is the comp you know competition is a hundred rounds, the event is a hundred rounds. You go out and shoot a hundred rounds, the guy that can break the most wins basically. And you've won and you've won some some tournaments and stuff with that. Yeah, yeah, I did it for 20 years from just about day to day, and uh, it's like a golf circuit, you know, you go to all the big shoots, and, and you're on the road a lot. Yeah, and uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've done it for fun. We I, When I was younger, I think we shot like a 410 or something, just just for fun when I, I was probably 12, man, I was young, but yeah, I, I heard that in like very casual conversation, like, oh, yeah you know, Dave was, you know, really good at, at, at trap shooting. I was like, really? I was like, shit, I didn't know that either. It's like, you've, you've done a lot of cool things. I mean, you, you, everyone sees it at the track. You've, you've been in this flat track game for a long time, but you've had like all these lives before you've done, before you've done the flat track thing. So um, yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. I, I kind of want to move into, you know, you, you got back, you, you know, when your, when your father passed away, you, you got into it more, um, were you expecting it to take off kind of how it did? I mean, you know, what was your intentions getting into it? Like, were you, were you thinking of jumping into the deep end? Like you kind of did? Yeah. Yeah. I, I always did. I always went, did a hundred percent of everything I ever did, you know, or at least try to. And uh, yeah, I knew I was going to head to the, to the limits, you know? Um, and, and, and I didn't know how I was going to do it because, you know, I had been out of it for a bit of time and and you know and it was so funny because I was going to a trap shoot in Dayton Ohio and I stopped at a Harley dealership there and uh they had some flat track bikes in back of the truck and they were 883s and I guess they were going to uh uh Dayton Ohio the half mile there and I looked at the 883s and I said my god is this what the sport is now you know and i looked at him and i said i i can do better than this so that's that's pretty much what triggered it a little bit and uh so i you know i got into it as deep as i could as soon as i could and and uh you know started looking for riders and uh took off so you did the 883 stuff first like what was your was that your first first kind of go at it? Like, who was your guy? Who, like, who was the first rider you called? Well, it wasn't the 883s. It, they were 883s, but I thought those were, you know, oh, okay. the, the bikes that they were running in the Nationals. <laughs> and and so, I, you know, I, I, I didn't understand why they weren't running XRs or, or RS750s. And then they were, but I didn't know. So, yeah. 
I started off with the 450s first with uh, John Lebo, the suspension uh, uh, suspension company, Lebo Brothers. Yep. And uh, started with him in 2003. And then I went with uh, the Halbert Brothers, both of them, and Mikey Rush in 2004. Then I started picking up Harleys and building Harleys, put Jethro Halbert on it, and then uh, had him for a few years. And then uh, got Jake, Jake Johnson after that. And then uh, that's where it really started, uh, started, you know, moving on pretty quick. Yeah, your ability to to work on those XRs and setting the bike up, you're one of the best there is at setting the bikes up and working on just the whole package of being a, a pro level mechanic where, where do you, um, like, where did you learn? I mean, obviously your, your, your father was a great tuner, um, but you said you didn't really, you didn't do as much as you could have then. So when did you really start learning and, and how did you learn how to do everything? Like, you know, learn everything. Well, uh, it was, you know, you watch and, and you see how the bike reacts under certain conditions and you, and you try to accommodate the rider, you know, you listen to the rider and, and, uh, you know, at first it was very difficult for me to convince uh, the mechanic and even sometimes the rider that they got to go a certain direction because I have, I, I, I didn't have any credibility. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't ride. I didn't, you know, I didn't even own a personal motorcycle. And, uh, and little by little I had to, you know, uh, go a certain direction and, and, uh, and things started working. So you kind of, kind of start understanding what what the suspension and 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 certain things do yeah you know and it's it's there's a lot of geometry there and a lot of you know simple numbers that can be crunched and kind of get in the ballpark yeah i mean coming up through did did you call guys like kenny tolbert or, or werner like who are some of the guys you kind of looked at for for help for help like do you do you work did you kind of have a, a mentor for, for that sort of thing? Well, I had, uh, there was, uh, there was, uh, probably one of my, you know, go-to people was Irv Kanemoto and, uh, he, him and my, and my father got along extremely well. They got real close. So, so I would approach him every so often and, and, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't get with Bill. I worked with Bill for two years. Um, I think it was 2016, 2017 when we went with the Kawasaki, um, and he was uh, he was a bowl of knowledge too. I mean, they, they you know I learned a lot from him, and and uh, basically on the motor part of it, um, no, it was great. It was great. Uh, no, I really didn't have you know I didn't really I kind of just figured it out my my own. I didn't know anybody at the time. I didn't really know anybody for, you know, three or four years when, you know, getting into it. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned some of the guys that you've had, you've, you know, Halberts. I forgot about the Halberts. I'm Sammy probably crashed more shit than you can, that you can talk about, but uh, you've had, you know, Halbert, uh, Sammy and Jethro, uh, Mikey Rush, all, all really good riders. And you mentioned Jake Johnson, you guys won the championship two years in a row in the, I think it was 2010, 2011. And then you've had, I think Bonzi, uh, one of my favorite people, Kenny Coolbeth, Henry, and now you're with Briar. I kind of want to get some of the grit on some of these riders. Like who, who's the most talented guy you've worked with? Cause 
that's a strong that's a strong lineup of guys. Like who who did you see the most raw or ha, do you see the most raw talent of out of the guys you worked with? Uh, that's a tough one, a tough one because you you pick the guys because of their talents, and you know the I never got into their personal lives on purpose, you know just just because you know we would meet at the races and and uh everybody would do their part and and if everything went well, everything went well it was great you know and and uh so that's a tough one i know i know you know briar you know trains extremely hard um henry trained hard um Evie, I don't know, um, <laughs> you know, and you, and Jake was probably natural talent. He wrote the book on that, you know, um, I, I, once again, I never really got into, you know, the writer's personal lives. So I, right. I really don't know, you know, I, I, I didn't know what made them tick and, yeah. you know, I, I knew that they were good and, and that's why you pick them. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so, so. Like with the guys you've had, like who who do you feel like you you had the most chemistry with? Like the, who was the best? Like ugh, this is a tough one to even had. like the most fun that you've had with out of the riders you've had, and maybe the least fun. Like who was kind of the hardest to work with, and who was? I know these are gritty questions, but that's that's kind of yeah. Kind of no, I, <laughs> the, the hardest would probably be Henry, just because he's so tough. He's so hard on on himself. Um, and, and, and of course, I think Breyer, um, you know, I, it's, it's, he really, I feel that he really believes in, in what I, what I do and what I say. And most of the writers kind of had their, you know, had their own program and, and they, they were set of what, you know, what needed to be done and how it needed to be done. But Breyer kind of, you know, um, we mesh up, we mesh mesh up really well yeah yeah and what do you um you know for a while briar was always had the talent but he was kind of just missing something and the last couple years obviously we've seen him take some take some huge steps forward what do you feel is the biggest reason for that um i think that you know i know he's he's been associated with uh, a lot of teams and you know um i i am I really believe in in his talent. I really do, and I believed in everybody I had was everybody I had's talent. But uh, he he just uh, uh, once we got together, it was uh, it was like a light switch. You know, yeah. um, it, it it's hard to explain, but uh, I think it was that time in his career, you know, and. Uh, and I, you know, and I picked him up and there was a big change there and I didn't know if I can do it. And, you know, he, he, he kept on saying, yeah, we can do it. We can do it. And, and away we went. Yeah. Well, you've worked on a lot of different motorcycles. You mentioned it a little bit with the, uh, the four fifties and I'm sure you've worked on some Rotex over the years and the XR 750, the Kawasaki, and now you're working with the Indian, um, this is probably a stupid question because I know you guys are supported by Indian now and great, great motorcycle. But what was, what's, what's the most fun? I don't think that's a stupid way of asking it. Like, what do you enjoy working on the most over the years? Like what's the most intriguing bike that you've worked on? 
Well, the, the, the Kawasaki was probably the funnest, but it was still a lot of work. Um, the Indian is, is so easy to work on um, in every aspect because uh, you can be off a little bit and, and you're still okay. Um, the Harleys was just a, a bad. It was tough. It was tough to keep those things together. You know, every time they dropped the flag, we were all praying that it would last the race. <laughs> no you know, shit. Yeah. You know, um, you know, just because of, of, you know, it's a motor that, that has 70 horsepower when you get it, and you're trying to get 90-plus out of it, and it wasn't, you know, an air-cooled pushrod motor, and it's, you know, after a while, it's just, it's just, you're just hoping you finish a race with it. Yeah. Yeah, what do you, I mean obviously the rules are pretty, pretty different now than they were a couple years ago, but do you think we'll see any uh, XR seven fifties again, line up and be successful? Or do you think that's pretty much done? I, I don't, I think it's done. You know, um, I think it's pretty much done. I think the rules are, 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 you know, even if, even if it goes full production in the future, um, you know, you can't really bring in the, the XR. Right. Do you think the XR would be competitive? A lot of people say, well, why don't you just bring the XR out? Like I, for me personally, I just, I think, I, I just don't, I don't think they'd be, it's not what they were even three, four years ago. I just don't see maybe one out of every 10 tracks. They might, they might be in the hunt if you had the right rider, but I just know the Indians are, are so good right now. Even a, a really good Harley with a good rider, it would be, it'd be very challenging. What are your thoughts on that? No, I think I think they would still be competitive. Uh, okay. As you say, certain tracks uh, would benefit more than others. Um, for instance, Peoria. I would. I would. I don't know. I mean, I'd hate to take that thing over a jump at Peoria. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it just it just doesn't. I can't visualize it. Although they did it for years. I mean, Jay had no problem. You know, going off to jump, but. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of tracks where I think the XR would uh, would still be competitive. Yeah, really yeah, the, yeah. It, like I mean, it's vintage bike now. It seems like, but yeah, yeah. Now I was just curious on your thoughts there. What uh, I kind of asked the same question to Travis Smith when I had him on, and his answer was pretty funny. But um, what, what's your least favorite thing to do to like in between race weeks? Like, what what's what's the last thing you like to do? I mean, is it rebuilding top ends is it you know cam degree probably, like what's what's your least favorite probably unloading the truck and washing the bikes <laughs> that's what I he just, said he yeah. said he hates washing the bikes he's like it's stupid they get dirty again you know you, you wash them and then they don't run good because you spray water and all the, all the different yeah. spots yeah yeah <laughs> that that would be it i think uh, i you know i i pretty much like to do everything else i don't do much of the motor in fact i don't do any of the motor work but uh but yeah i mean you know building stuff and and i kind of those things i love doing but man washing the bike and it just seems like it never gets clean <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of like one of them things it's like ah oh, we're gonna like even when i ride motocross it's like well i'm gonna ride this tomorrow why the hell am i spending i'm like i have the frame flipped upside down i'm pressure washing it i'm like come on what am i doing <laughs> so there's two things i've realized you, you don't admit you're good at with with racing it's 
um, or working on bikes, it's changing tires and pressure washing bikes. Cause then you're just stuck doing that all the time for people. Um, but yeah. So what, 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 what's the most, most satisfying for you to do when it comes to working on shit? Like, is it, you know, what, when you were building the motors, is that something you, you enjoy more or what's, you know, designing parts? What's, what's kind of like something that you get stoked on to go into the shop and do? Yeah. Designing parts and making things better. You know, um, the motor, I, I didn't do much on motors over the, over the whole, you know, career, but, uh, I always had a, a motor builder and, and, uh, always try to, especially with the Harley, it was always trying to make parts that last longer and, and work better. And, you know, the clutches and that, the, the rocker, the rocker arms and all that stuff that we would break and, yeah, you know, it's just uh, there was always something that that needed to be upgraded. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I enjoyed doing that the the best. Well, you bring up the clutches, and that's kind of I mean, the Indian's such a phenomenal bike, but that's one thing I've heard that they they kind of struggle a little bit is with clutches. Why why is that on the FTRs? Oh, we're not sure. We're not sure. Uh, it's it's the I think it's it's you know the starts, the dragging of the clutch. The Harleys were the same way. I mean. I mean, you you drag it out a little bit, and you pretty much burnt up the clutch. Um, um, it, yeah, just just uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with the clutches. I just think that, you know, even on the Kawasaki's when you when when we would do you know second gear starts, I mean, it would it would definitely affect the clutch. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I think I think guys do too many practice starts. Like I see guys doing practice starts every time they're on the track. It's like man, like like how long you've been racing motorcycles to know how to get off the line. I don't even, I don't even take practice starts to be honest. Cause I'm trying to keep the clutch as fresh as possible for when it counts. Like when everybody takes off the line and does a practice start, I try and ease it out and, and just, just get, get back around and keep the clutch, keep the clutch good. Cause that's one thing that it's one of the most frustrating things is when you take off and, and you've, you've held the clutch in too long or, or whatever. Yeah. So that's, I was just curious on that on the Indian because they're so phenomenal with everything with the motorcycle. But that was one one thing that I've heard was was kind of tough. And then also like um, I know what, like when you crash the bikes. Like I heard when Davis uh, you know cr- crashed it or looped it over Rapid City or some of the guys when they get in some of the crashes the 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 parts are are pretty expensive too. Not all of them. I mean, uh, there's there's some custom parts in that motor that can be a little pricey, but uh, um, I, I don't know if you've ever bought a uh, uh, um, uh, rod bearing rod bearing Harley. for for the Harley. <laughs> yeah, was it a thousand dollars or something? It, well, it's a thousand dollars on the race, and you need three races. I mean, you know, it, it's it's a uh, you know two thousand dollar bearing. Yeah. I, I, I never had to personally buy them, but I, I heard her from my pop every time when he had to buy them. He's like, I got to buy these damn rod bearings. You know, you need to be easy on the bike. So yeah, no, I, <laughs> that's, what's one cool thing that that's kind of happened over the years is like the Yamis and the, the Kawasaki's they're, they're super efficient with the parts and, and the Indians done a, a pretty good job with that as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, a few more questions for you and I'll, I'll let you, let you get back to it. What, um, what, what would you say is your favorite memory? Like you've won championships with Jake, you've won obviously two so far with Briar and, you know, you've had probably had some good memories with, you know, the Halberts and Mikey when you got started and what, what's maybe your, I don't know, most emotional or favorite memory in your career so far. 
Uh, that's a tough one. Um, probably, you know, when Jake won the the number one plate first time, and the other one is when uh, when we won it again with uh, with Briar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you've you've uh, had some you've had some of the top guys, but you've also raced against some really good riders, and obviously, Meese has been a guy you guys have uh, competed against, and and Kenny Tolbert and their team, and you've uh, you know I'm trying to think, it, he's pretty much been even through Jake when you were racing with Jake, Jared was kind of the guy, and he still is with with um, with Briar. What makes that team so so good, like Tolbert and? and Jared like what do you think makes them so successful uh Jared's a good rider he's been a thorn in our ass for a long time um uh, he's just a good rider you know and Kenny's a good tuner and you know and uh and and Jared's you know he was doing well before Kenny but I think when he got with Kenny it really started started meshing well um yeah. just dedication commitments you know and 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 going at it time after time not letting up yeah yeah i mean it's obvious obvious like they they obviously know know how to win and, and win races and prepare and um yeah kenny's been been at it a long time as well i like seeing old pictures of kenny with his long hair back in like the early 90s the camel pro days and and stuff like that you're really fun to watch man during the uh <laughs> during the main events because I don't know. I'm, I'm Briar's my brother-in-law and he's, I love him. I love him, man. He's, he's, he's a great guy. And he's like a little brother. I never asked for, well, I got another little brother, but he's another little brother. I never really asked for And I get nervous when he's leading and, and watching, I, I kind of pace a little bit, same, same as I do with Shana. And, uh, and you're, I see you down the, down the way, like pacing and, and not look, not looking at what's going on, just, puffing the puffing the cigs what what goes through your mind like when when that when that happens like uh just uh, I, I you know i just uh i don't know maybe it's the monsters um uh, um no i just i just go for the best you know and i'm waiting for either good news or bad news you know <laughs> if you had to take away cigarettes or, or monster energies you can only pick one what would you take Oh, probably, probably monsters. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, back yeah. in the day, everybody kind of smoked cigarettes. Like even some of the riders, Poovy and all those guys, Springer, they'd line up and smoke. You're pretty much holding it down for the paddock, man. There's not a lot of guys that that that, no, that have, no. have that out, man. It's like an old school type thing, man. And you're, it's just cool to see because you're you're the man behind the scenes, but you're nervous. And just like, it shows your passion, how much you want to succeed and, and you want to do well. And then at, at the end of the race, usually like, especially during his first championship year in 2019, I was always one of the first guys to kind of see it. Cause I'd be pacing in the back too. And we, we'd give a fist bump or whatever. So yeah, it's just, it's cool to see your passion and, and how much you want to win and your work ethic. Everybody talks about what's your, um, what's the plan moving forward? Like how long do you see yourself doing this and what, what direction are you thinking you're going to go? Well, I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens, you know, with, the uh, with the rules and, and the upcoming, uh, situation, but, um, now I'm, I'm planning to stay with it as long as I can. And, um, you know, I'm kind of committed and, and, uh, yeah, I, 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 I love the sport and, 
and I want to support as long as I can and it needs a support. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, basically the, in the future it depends what Briar wants to do, you know, uh, hope to follow him until until you know he, he decides to do something else <laughs> yeah yeah it's a lot of unknowns right now as many people watching the sport knows it's uh we're in a little bit of a possible transition so we're all kind of, i mean i don't know what i'm i mean i'm 33 you know i i like the race and i i'm having a lot of fun right now but shit i could i mean the thing with racing is you could be doing well successful winning races and then and then something changes where you lose your ride as a racer or like something change. You know what I mean? Like things change so much in racing. There's year to year, even when you're winning, there's nothing certain for the, for the next year. It's, it's a, it's a tough, a tough deal kind of, but um, yeah. One, one last question. One, one last question for you. You're, you were, you're from North Cal, right? Is that where you're from? Is that where you grew up? Yes. San Jose, okay. California. Yeah. Now you're in, bumfuck where where are you west where somewhere in wisconsin how's that transition been i wanted to ask you it's viola wisconsin viola, uh, yeah. yeah viola wisconsin it's between uh lacrosse and madison okay i've probably driven through because i've i've driven that road actually between uh where you've just mentioned i think going to minnesota but what's uh how does a cali california guy like wisconsin Oh, it's, 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 uh, it's good. It's good. It's a, definitely a change. And, and, uh, for a while there I couldn't sleep because I couldn't hear ambulances, ambulances go by, but, um, Sirens. you know, back, back home, uh, I miss, I miss, you know, getting up and walking to the Seven Eleven, and, uh, but, uh, no, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, I, you know, I work as long as I want and, and, uh, I have everything here I need the people I'm working with are awesome and uh yeah it's 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 good I adapted pretty quick yeah well, that's good no I, once again Dave I appreciate you coming on the show I know you got it's a short week for all of us we got Lima coming up and thanks for taking the time to come on and I'll uh I'll see you in a few days thanks again my pleasure my pleasure Corey thank you very much no problem Dave you're a legend I appreciate you I'll talk to you soon thank you Corey bye yep, see ya Dave Zanotti, dude, that guy is the smartest guy I think I've ever talked to that has to do with motorcycle racing. Just his knowledge. I don't even, I, I feel like stupid asking, um, asking some of the questions because I just, I don't feel like I'm on that level of intelligence, but yeah, really good interview. Just, man, I, I could talk to that guy forever, but I just feel like he's got shit to do this week. <laughs> We're trying to get a pod out for you guys. Cause last week we didn't, we didn't get one out and trying to um, just get some info. Uh, so you guys have some content to listen to the coolest. One of the coolest parts of the Oklahoma races this past weekend was that all the fans coming up with their, their podcast tees and, and hats and talking about uh, quoting different shit on the show. And, you know, asking what chambers is doing or just things like that. that that's that was putting a smile on my face all weekend. So I appreciate everybody that listens and, uh, and comes up and just, you know, talks about it. So, um, but that being said, let's, let's talk about the Oklahoma city mile. We got our correspondent, the two time winner of the year, uh, tuner of the year so far, Andrew Butler. What's up, man. What's going on, bud. Just had Dave Z on the line. Oh yeah. What do you have to say? <laughs> I just like said, he's, I feel like he's on another level of intelligence than, uh, than, pretty much anybody um 
like if we ever go to Mars, I feel like he'll be one of the first people that that gets there. I don't know. He's, he's one of them guys. Yeah, and he'll uh, he'll definitely know how to set the spaceship up to get there uh, <laughs> nice and smooth and fast. Yeah, nah, <laughs> it, it was good. He's golly, he's as as money as much shit as he's won. He's very humble, so it's it's a breath of fresh air for for guys that win a lot. Um, he's just like doesn't like to talk about it much, so. Um, a lot of good info, but yeah, dude, let's, let's chat. OKC mile. What, gosh, it's a broad, a broad, uh, opening, but what are your thoughts? <laughs> Racetrack. What do you, what do you think of it? Man, it was gnarly. Um, I don't recall it ever being like that in the last few years we've been there. Um, it was different. I don't know if it was because, it seemed like maybe they graded more off the track than normal or, or what the deal was. I mean, obviously it was a billion degrees, but I think it's like that every time we go there, but, uh, I don't know, man, it was, uh, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it was brutal and it was hot, but I, I always, rem- I always kind of remember it being like that. Um, I actually thought it was better than it has been in the past. A lot of, like I mentioned before you came on, a lot of people were talking about, the track prep and how bad it was, but like, what do you expect? I mean, on a cushion mile with, uh, you know, middle of June, 98 degree weather, it's like, what do you expect? Like, I mean, should we race there in the middle of June? Probably not. But I think the reason we go when we go is because I think it's the only time horses aren't racing there all year from what I heard. And it's a great venue and it's a demographic that I feel we need to be at like with the fans. Cause the fans were, were pumped and there's a lot of them there, but uh, and dude, honestly, I thought the track was better the second day, which if you told me after practice the first day that the track would be what it was going to be like Saturday in the main events, I would have, I would have told you you're fucking crazy. Cause it was, it was tough even in practice. Like Briar stopped the whole super twins qualifier. Cause it was such a shithole. And, um, and they really did a, I'm going to give them a, a, that a boy. Like they did a really good job on it was Saturday. I thought all things considered. Yeah, it was definitely different on Saturday for sure. Um, yeah, I don't understand. Uh, we, we keep going to these sandy, uh, whatever you want to call it, horse tracks in a hundred degree weather. You know, it reminds me of, uh, Arizona, you know, how it just gets so unpredictable and dry and, you know, you got rough here and slick and groove here, you know, and it's, it was kind of all over the place, but they did better on Saturday for sure. I feel like it was, a, uh, it was more similar every time you went out on the track compared to Friday. I feel like Friday, sometimes it was wet. Sometimes it was so dusty. You couldn't see anything out there and yeah. it was kind of all over the place. So yeah, no, definitely, I guess better. Yeah. On uh, Saturday. Yeah. It's such a double-edged sword on some of these horse tracks because pretty much wherever we go, they're like bigger cities, like, right? Like, the Arizona mile is, mm-hmm. is in Phoenix, you know, Oklahoma city We're we're right outside Oklahoma city, Meadowlands right outside New York city, Minnesota, same, same thing. Like there it's cool. It's cool to have like, as a promoter, I, I, I want to promote a race where there's a lot of hotels, where there's food, restaurant places. Um, the venues, obviously these horse tracks, you know, air conditioned seating, um, you know, it's, good parking, uh, paved parking, which pisses crews off cause there's no dirt to play in, but, um, <laughs> you know, the, the venues are really good. So a, a lot of seating, you know, airports are close by. So I get, I get it. You know, it's, 
it's cool to go to these venues, but, um, and maybe we, we've been spoiled with, you know, Springfield and, and Sacramento for the most part. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah, dude, it's, it is what it is, man. I mean, it's, I didn't think it was dangerous. It was, it was challenging, but you know, I, I, met, I mentioned on my, I did a, a Facebook thing earlier today and you have these guys that they, they were, you know, there's a big hole in the front straightaway. They hit it. They almost, you know, they get all squirrely. They come around, they hit the same hole again and they almost, <laughs> almost go off the track and then they come around and hit the same hole again. It's like, my guy, like, why don't you try going around that wait that same hole you're hitting every lap. So when the track's challenging, you got to find ways to kind of adjust. And I'm sure a lot of riders, aren't you know they they're gonna be like dude why you know get pissed at me for saying that but it's like one of them things man it's if i don't feel comfortable i'm gonna take her down a notch or two um and find a way to to get comfortable on it so um anyway that's that's no it's totally true i think that i think that that's why you kind of saw you know different racing on the second day uh because the track wasn't you know massively different and so i think that's why you saw different people running up front um and, and and all three of the classes honestly uh, I think some people just, I, I would say, gave in on trying to figure it out and just uh, started dealing with it, you know, and, and figuring out how to go forward instead of uh, just complaining and, <laughs> you know, trying to flip their bikes and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to complain, obviously. You can say, oh, this track sucks, but man, it's the same track for everybody. And, you know, you go as a rider, you go there, you have an opportunity to, to be successful, man. You, you work all week for that moment. Are you going to let a little bump in turn three or, you know, slightly dry conditions, you know, just ruin your event. You know, I drove 19 hours of that place and put a lot of of work in to get ready for it. You know, I didn't, I didn't love the track, but I'm going to give it my, my best boy scout effort because I put in a lot of work to go there and just not, not do well. So um, yeah, as, I mean, it's like I said, in my, one of my interviews, the beauty of flat track is all the different venues we race at. It's, you got to figure them all out. They're so, I mean, from Joliet to that, so different. It's just like as different Absolutely. as you can get it. Um, and you got to find ways to, to be successful, but yeah, dude, big weekend for you guys got a, uh, I don't know what you did the first day. Not, not that great, but then you turn it around and that, uh, main event was freaking awesome i i uh i didn't get to watch the first day i left right after my race i peaced out <laughs> but uh the second the second night was worth hanging around that was that was amazing yeah i uh i'm not sure what to say uh you know the first night first day we struggled trying to get a hold of the racetrack and, and figure out what it was going to do next and then getting max comfortable and uh he did his absolute best um and we just didn't have it for him uh we 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 tried everything we could and uh i think he ended up with a sixth on the first night which you know wasn't horrible we you know still got points that we needed and and we're you know around some of the fast guys but obviously you know wiles just checked out on everybody um but then the second day uh max's attitude was a little better he was uh you know well i'm not saying better but just uh like he's more focused and, and kind of instead of trying to figure out what we can do to the bike to make it better, he was working on himself more. And, uh, I gotta be completely honest. We really didn't change much, you know, from the first night and especially going into the main event, the second night, we were just kind of like, uh, you know, this is the best we can do, buddy. Ride, ride the thing. And Max went out there. I, I got to give it all to Max. Uh, 
he seriously just went out there and made it happen um, without having, we, we didn't find anything special. We didn't change anything special. Uh, he just absolutely rode the crap out of the motorcycle. So yeah, yeah, it was, it was intense. I was, uh, I was holding on to the, uh, the rail there on the outside of the track for dear life. I couldn't believe that he was pacing him and, uh, made that big last lap move. I wasn't sure if it was going to work because of the, the Turner racing bikes were so fast all weekend on the straightaways. And, uh, you know, Max hadn't had a whole lot of chances to, you know, do some drafting with, with any of the guys, whether it be Trevor Cole or, uh, Lyles. So it was, uh, really cool to see him running in there and give Wiles a faithful roost and send it off a four and hope it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was, it's good to like, it was really cool for me to see him stay in it. Like when you're not gaining, like he wasn't gaining, gaining a lot of time. He was kind of keeping pace and it wasn't close enough to kind of like, you didn't really, ex- cause they weren't even showing the battle on the, on the, uh, NBC, NBC, like on the jumbo trying. Cause you know, did I, it didn't seem like he was going to get him. Like he, he was there. He was there. He was there. If wiles made a mistake, maybe, but, um, to stay in it and mentally like not give in, not just settle for second, um, is something I've talked with him about before, and um to try and rack you know we talk a little bit here and there i'm like bro you got to go for these when you have a shot you don't get opportunities like that you know you gotta you gotta make it happen and and when he got close and to go down the back straight away and and to to make that move it was really you know as a fan of racing it was cool to see like not just settling in and a lot of people don't know it but max and wiles they they have a history of um you know wiles kind of you know, he's been, I don't know, mentoring Max, but, you know, Wiles is one of the first pro riders, I think, that Max looked up to um, when he first came over here and, and spent a lot, you know, spent some time with. So to go out and chase down a guy that, you know, you you looked up to and uh, and grab the win, that's that's the shit dreams are made of. So, um, and I thought yeah, Henry would be, I absolutely. thought Henry would be more, more bitter about it on the podium, but he actually was a pretty good, uh, like pretty good on the podium about it. He was, um, sometimes Henry, you know, on, on the podium, he can be visibly, uh, annoyed and he, yeah, obviously he's bummed, but, uh, it was, you know, he's, he gave Max some props. So that was, that was cool. Yeah, no, Max and, uh, the Henry, they're definitely cool. Um, I think, uh, I think Max was telling me that, you know, when Henry was going over to Australia years back and doing like the Troy Bayless and, and that kind of stuff, uh, they were helping him out some, I believe. And, uh, so that's how they got to be friends and then yeah you're right when he came over and, and was you know riding his cowies uh when he first came over as an amateur i think henry was helping him out uh here and there and they're definitely cool they talk on race days and stuff here and there and you know before they go out they, they respect each other and uh i i knew that uh you know there's a lot of riders out there and i knew that henry was one that wouldn't do anything necessarily dirty to max and then he definitely wouldn't do anything to him so it was really cool to see it come down to the two of them at the end. Um, and yeah, <laughs> Max, we, we didn't, uh, he was totally focused. I, I, I knew when we went out to the starting line that he was going to do something special because he was just in this, in this mood and in this zone. And, uh, he wasn't really there all weekend until we did that cool walkout, you know, from under the stands. And it, I don't know, it just like, uh, Fired him up, baby. it like sparked him to life. Let's yeah. Go. It sparked him to life. And, and we didn't talk any strategy or anything, you know, he was just kind of like, you know, he's like, all right, bro, I'm going to go out here and give it everything I got. And, you know, I wasn't sure either. Yeah. He wasn't right on wild. There was a good while there in the middle of the race where, 
he was back, you know, almost a half a second and uh, just kind of keeping pace. And I was like, uh, I don't know if he's going to go forward or go backwards or what he's going to do. And sure enough, when the uh, clock ran out and they put the two to go up, uh, he just <laughs> charged forward right back onto his rear wheel. So it was, uh, it was awesome. He, he did all that on his own, thought of it all on his own. It was, uh, it was really cool to stand there and watch. Yeah, no doubt. Nah, I man, the, the uh, we mentioned it, but the walkouts, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. I, I like how they do that. Um, the fans were, were liking it. I tried to put a request in to um, do some entry, like, uh, I'm sorry, intro songs. <laughs> like, if, like, the front row, we could all have, you know, whoever's in the front row have, have like, you know, a walkout song. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, their walkout songs, like baseball. That's yeah. badass, dude. Like, I, I picked my song out. Look. I I made a request to Giselle. I told her what song I wanted. You know, I just, <laughs> we need to work on it. That'd be, that'd be badass. I don't know. Cause like the crowd, like some of the fans were hyped, but some were just like, oh. it's like, dude, you walk out to, I'm not even going to, I think I've probably mentioned my walkout song. I don't know. I'll keep it on the DL for now, but I, uh, dude, it's just like the fan, you walk out to something like that pumps you up. Like, stone cold just spraying out Coors Light or Bud Light man just can you yeah. imagine can you imagine yeah I mean that would be so cool if they did it for the front rows you know the main it's only four guys on each one guys and gals on each one so uh that'd be pretty cool if they played you know their their walkout song and kind of got the crowd fired up that would, that would be totally cool so many yeah, that, like Oklahoma that's that's one of my favorites the way that we walk out of uh you know the, the center tunnel. of the grandstands there underneath like all the fans hanging off the side and kids with yeah. signs and stuff. And yeah. uh, it, it's always one of my favorites. I think the, the year that made it my favorite was uh, when it was Morgan Mishler. He walked out wearing like a Batman mask. He got a Walmart or something. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? We need more of this in flat track. Like this is cool to, you know, do stuff like this and get close to the fans. So yeah, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. It was, it's cool. I, I like Oklahoma, man. It it was, it's a good venue for sure. But um, yeah, no, it was a good weekend, man. I wanted to get you on and uh, and chat with you about it a little bit. It was good. Appreciate um, yeah, the fan walk. Everything was uh was good. So short week though. What uh, what's it? You guys doing Greenville? I know uh, Robbie Bobby. We'll give him a shout out. They're doing Greenville on Friday, um, and then Lima, of course, Saturday. You guys, you guys doing it? Uh, yeah, definitely. Lima, obviously. Um, I think I know Greenville, Robbie always does a, an awesome job with it, uh, even though he gets like 600 entries and he has 47 classes. But uh, I think I saw, is he starting earlier this year, I think? Like I think 10 a.m. or something? Trying to get everybody in yeah. and out. So, um... Yeah, so that ought to be cool. And then, uh, is correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this one's like the Framer National or something, right? Yep, I did see that. I'm not going. I, yeah. I'm old. I, I like. I don't. Yeah, racing. The, I'll race the day before. But oh, come on, man! I heard. Yeah. I heard a rumor. He's got like a couple of the the big guys coming in with their 450 framers and stuff. I just don't have a framer 450. I I, I reached out to a couple people, man, and I, I didn't get a call back. So um, I don't know, man. That's my life story. Just see <laughs> uh, text now. Nah. What's Check wrong? What's wrong with your Honda? You don't feel like changing the brake pads or something? <laughs> well, it's actually a it's um it's like a short track motor. It's it's low low fifties in the horsepower range. So it's and it's in Florida. So it's 
it's not quite uh not quite half mile material but right. no what i was saying what i was going to say actually i remembered now is the uh, intro 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 music it would probably piss me off too because a lot of the younger kids in the 450 class they'd come out to some stupid whiny rap shit like it would just it would probably bug me more than i'd be pumped on just people's music choices would probably piss me off to be honest I'm really curious what Max would choose uh, for his walkout. I don't know. He Something listens to a lot stupid. of different things, but oh, come on. I don't know. You know, he's always got the headphones going, uh, you know, pre-race, getting pumped up and stuff and uh, in the zone. So I've never really uh, asked him what exactly he's listening to. Some but... Australian bullshit. He asked me about um, if I knew some oh, Australian I know what it is. something he's, or what. Yeah, that that uh, rapper he was listening to. Uh, I don't know if that was Saturday or Friday, but is it like the Kid Leroy or something? I have no clue. He asked me if I knew who this rapper was. I mean, how the hell would I know who that guy is, bro? I don't listen to that. An Aussie, I guess. Yeah, uh, something stupid, probably. I don't know. Whatever. He <laughs> he would love it. He'd be like black. <laughs> yeah, tough love, dude. I'm I'm. Yeah, I don't know. In the words of Max, no need to get aggressive. Uh, no need, need to, to, get to get aggressive there. When he uh-huh. says that, I get aggressive. <laughs> like I'm cool <laughs> until he says, "Don't need, don't need to get aggressive." Yeah. Right? Like, all right, bro, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I appreciate you coming on, man, and and chatting with us about the weekend, and I'll see you in a few short days, dude. I can, man. Ready to swing some pea gravel. Word. Well, I appreciate you, Butler. I'll I'll chat you soon. All right, man. See ya. All right, later. Andrew Butler, man, getting some insight is always good from that guy. Just big win for him, man. We're going to keep it going. We've had him on, I think, after Joliet. He won as what well. They won as well. So it was, yeah, Butler's the man. Keep get his insights really good. And got some more insight on the line. Uh, Chambers chimes in. Noah Chambers, first national of the year for you, dude. Let's, let's chat about it, bro. What's up? What's going on, dude? How you doing? Ah, just pod life, bro. What are you, you're working again. Yeah, you know, it's a typical uh, Monday night uh, schedule for me. That's wild. Let's talk about High Point, bro. First national of the year. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it wasn't, I shouldn't say it was good, you know, um, because obviously I didn't make main, but um, I can't. You know, there's definitely some definitely some positives I can take away from it. You know, it's the first one I've done on a 250 in pretty much ever. So, um, you know, it's a little different. Instead of being last practice out and having a completely hammered track, your first practice. Um, so the track's smooth, but typically it's, you know, really deep. And um, on a 250, obviously, most national tracks, have tons of elevation, you know, up, up and down hills, and but not just little like, you know, they're, they're never built on a, a flat piece of ground. So um, your bike's always like, you know, lugging and bogging going up the hills. So that was a little different, but uh, it was nice, you know. Um, honestly, I prefer it that way. And uh, but it wasn't, you know, like I said, it it wasn't the best weekend for me. Um, I think I qualified fiftieth out of the first practice. Um, there's like 90 guys in there, right, dude. A lot of people. That? There was like 90 guys out there. It was tough. Yeah, and you know, I just like I said, I I wasn't super pumped on it because my fastest lap um kind of got screwed up a little bit. So I think I ran like a 214, 
and I think I think I had about a two eleven in me, um, which probably would have, which I don't think would have put me straight into the show, but I would have been close. It would have been low forties, you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I don't know. I can't. Uh, I can't be. Was mad that your GNCC bike, dude? I can take away from it. Was that the bike you run the woods with? Did you run your big gas tank? <laughs> no, I should have though, dude. I should have had the uh, the monster tank on there. <laughs> Isn't there a guy that runs the a big tank? I've heard. Um, and four fifty sure or something. Yeah, I'm thought, sure it happened, there. but I, not a guy I know of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, no, it that's it doesn't make a difference. You can go out there with with whatever you want, dude. You can go out there with like. I mean, the biggest tank you could get. They don't care. Yeah, I mean, not not necessary, but I mean, it, it would create attention. Like you could, I don't know, be like, "Why is that guy?" You know what? Actually, tank I think um, I think Zach Osborne actually. I think he uh, I think <laughs> he did that one year in California. Not Zach Osborne. Yeah. I'm sorry, um, Zach Bell. Zach Bell. Really? That's wild. Remember who yeah. Zach Bell? yeah yeah zach bell yeah okay yeah that's cool man um no it was cool i, I was following I, I actually forgot i forgot um you guys were racing and then I, I i turned it on i checked the timing like you guys already had the first motos in and i saw you you, you were pretty competitive in the timing and then i talked about it earlier with you today but rusty rogers obviously everybody listening that knows we uh we talk about rusty a lot we've had him on as a guest his uh his son Corey made his debut and you didn't know Corey Rogers was Rusty's son, but uh, that's wild that that you guys have raced together. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I had uh, no clue about that actually. You've actually met Rusty without knowing it was Rusty. Yeah, like I said, I um I I actually got to know Corey pretty well. I've been racing him like this entire uh, preseason, like in uh, March and, and stuff like that. He's been at all the local races. And I, I raced him literally two weeks ago in, in uh, West Virginia. And, you know, we always chat, but I had no idea that it was Rusty Rogers' son. You got to tell him that you're on the pod, dude. Like, he, yeah. Like I'm going to have to. But dude, he was on yeah. here, right? Yeah, dude, he was on. He was one of, he's one of our favorite guests. Like, he's so funny. And he's a fucking animal. So, um, dude, that's sick. His son, his son's a pretty, uh, he's, he's pretty fast, man. He, he's a competitive racer, that's for sure, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's funny, dude. Uh, um, what's this good, weekend? Lima would be your race, bro. I think I think you would have liked the Oklahoma, man. The the breaking bumps going going into the corners. Well, you would have been right at home there, dude. I don't know, man. That's just that shit's a little faster, man. On a mile, come on. I did <laughs> I, I did that. see that I did see that video of like I said you this morning on the phone, dude. When I saw that video of Briar like hitting that bump and like launching and getting all like sketchy and then there was another clip of like i saw bebop i guess he was hitting like i guess he hit some hole or something and he got like some wicked head shake i'm like what the, what the fuck's going on out here like sketchy <laughs> and then of course everyone all you keyboard warriors on like um whatever the flat track um facebook page is just bitching oh i'd like go on my phone to like check something and everyone's bitching what the hell's going on with this track like garbage this is a disgrace. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It wasn't that bad. But, um, like, it's none of the riders saying it. It's just people. I don't know. Man. Anytime there's like a bump in the track or something, the fans, some of the fans, that's just the reason. The, like, they're not, they just like the bitch, but it wasn't that bad. It was all right. Did you see the turtle, dude? There was a turtle that wouldn't get off the track. Like, he kept, he went on the track probably four times. Like, 
they split on the back straightaway. The singles like semi, they split one of the like a turtle. Well, you know what? I saw um, someone posted something, and it was like someone's so dodging a turtle. Uh, I didn't really know what they meant by that. Like I thought they were calling calling someone a turtle. I'm like, oh damn, that's kind of a low blow. But no, I didn't know there was an actual <laughs> turtle on the track. What a roast. Yeah, that was actual actual turtle, man. Yeah, how about Briar's video? That's if you need to show somebody like that like a moto guy that uh you know, talk about flat track. Oh, that shit's easy. They just go in a circle. You show them that video, Briar, 130 j- j- jumping evil Knieveling down the straightaway, not well, dude, shutting the off is, the throttle. The video is like a video like that just it doesn't even do it any justice because you can't tell how fast someone's going in that video. Like, ah, oh, you know, they <laughs> It's, you know what I mean? Like a camera doesn't do it justice. You have to like be there. And I, you know, I've never even been to a mile. I've, been, I've seen half miles and stuff like that. So I can only imagine how fast a mile is. You know what I mean? Well, it's a hundred and basically 130 to 140 down the straightaway. And then basically hitting a jump pinned wide open, turning sideways. I mean, I'm not going to tell you guys to go 130 in your car, but go 130 in your car <laughs> and see how fast you're going and you're in a freaking car and then you're you get on a bike. Yeah. I mean, dude, I race and I see videos like that and I'm like, dude, that's, that's badass. Like, I don't know. It's just cool. I like to see. Um, no, it's pretty yeah. sick, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It probably wasn't cool for him, yeah. but I mean, he didn't shut off the throttle. So obviously it didn't bother nah, him. Nah, dude, kept her wicked. Kept, kept her wicked open. But nah, this yeah, weekend, dude. dude, I think uh there's a there's actually a pretty big race at Bud's. I think it's this weekend. It's like an outlaw it's they call it Bratmania and it's like a pretty big money race and they have like a bunch of different um It's called Bratmania. Yeah, dude. They've had That's it for like a dumbest, a, if you win the dumbest if you name. win, dude, you get like a uh it looks I think it's like a WWE like championship belt, but it says like <laughs> Batmania on there and shit. It's cool, but it pays dude, it's like a it's like a three or four thousand dollar like paycheck if you win. So it's I mean, I mean a belt, obviously a belt some is cool. hitters and shit. A belt is cool, but Bratmania, that's a that's a really bad name for for a race. Hey man, I didn't make up the name. It pays yeah, out well yeah. though. Yeah, if the pay's good, dude, they can call it whatever they want um rainbow you know raceway I mean? or whatever it don't matter yeah yeah I, huh. I don't care let's uh let's try and shred this week then before lima if we can you i mean i might just bail out on batmania and come to lima and race i think I mean? you would like i well i don't know dude i mean I, I like you said the speeds are pretty fast but um like the ruts and everything like you can hold it wide open i think you would i think you'd like lima I don't know, man. I mean, I always hear good things about it. If, I hear it's like super deep, and I, even the pictures, man. I've seen pictures of that place, and like people coming off the track after they were behind someone, and they're just like fucking hammered. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's. I mean, Roost and Moto hurts too, but Lima, when it's it's coming off the back of a of a hundred horsepower twin, man, it's it's brutal. Did you see Verspoli's arms? What is it like? Pea gravel? Yeah. Did you see Verspoli's arms from Oklahoma? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Bad. I'm like, yeah, bro. Good, good thing we don't have Lima this weekend. Like, you have time to kind of let them recover. But you might like. What do you guys run uh, next weekend? We run this weekend. I was being sarcastic. Like, like Oklahoma City. He's his arms are bloody and bruised, and now we go to Lima. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just gonna get hammered even more. It's like 
dude was just taking Roos on the chin all weekend. It's like, uh, yeah, that it hurts, dude. It's, it, it feels like you're getting shot in your arm um, consistently. Like it's some of the most painful shit ever. It's you like literally grit your teeth and like I've yelled in my helmet before. Um, that's how, and we're wearing leather. Yeah, We're wearing leather. Yeah. It's, dude, it's, it's tough. So no, nah, it should be good, man. No, I appreciate you coming Miserable. on, man. I wanted to get you on and chat about your, uh, your first national of the year, man. You're, it's going to happen this year. I feel it, dude. It's going to happen. Yeah. Like I said, dude, I, uh, there's definitely a lot of positives I can take away from it. Um, I know what I need to work on and I still got, I got some good people backing me. So, uh, I, you know, I'm in a good, I'm in a good spot. That's for sure. Rad. Well, I'll probably see you this week, dude. Hopefully you can make dinner tomorrow. We, we, uh, have a weekly tradition where we, I, I round the boys up for dinner and, and chambers has been ditching for probably a month straight at least, or even longer. So, um, I'm not really like you're working, dude. I don't really care what you have going on. Um, I mean, you just gotta. I'm gonna shut down. I'm gonna shut down the store tomorrow to come. Yeah, put a sign out front and say "Be back in a couple hours." Shut down. Shut down the gas station. <laughs> uh, all right, dude. Well, I'll uh, I'll chat you later. And thanks for coming on. I'm going to. I'm freaking tired, bro. I'm I'm wrapping this one up. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem, dude. We'll chat you. Chambers chimes in. As you've just heard, I'm pretty tie tie. Pretty tired, man. This has been a. Uh, a long day, but yeah, getting the pot out for you guys, really good interviews. Zanotti, Andrew Butler talking race shit from Oklahoma City, and then Chambers chimes in. So um good pod. Want to make sure we shout out the sponsors and make it happen. Bell Power Sports, check out bellhomets.com, Yamaha Motorsports and Yamaha Racing. Check out their website at Yamahamotorsports.com. I'm on a Yamaha. My little boy cruises on a Yamaha. Yamaha revs your heart. Make sure you check them out. Moto America, the Ridge is this weekend, June 25th to 27th. Check them out. If you can't be there to get tickets, check out and subscribe to the Moto America Live Plus package. Indian Motorcycle, really excited to have their support. We just had Dave Zanotti on, who's the tuner of the factory team with rider Briar Bauman. Um, check out their lineup of motorcycles. Look up in uh, the closest dealership near you, the Scout, FTR, Indian Challenger. I would be loving <laughs> Indian Challenger right? cruising down the street, uh, Lancaster and uh, Indian Challenger would be pretty rad. DID Chain, make sure you hit them up on social media at DID Chain. Tell them for uh, thanks for supporting our podcast and get some information on their chains. If you're not running DID Chain, um, support those that are supporting our show. And, and it's the best chain, so it's it it, it doesn't uh, make uh, that decision too difficult. Roof Systems of Dallas, Texas, Jerry Stinchfield, CommercialRoofSystems.net. Appreciate Jerry for all he does for the sport. So for the sport tool and uh, appreciate all he does for me as well. And, and mission foods, their support with uh, uh, a lot of that has to do with, with Jerry and what he's done. So I appreciate them. Dunlop motorcycle tires, the official tire of the American flat track series, the DT four hit them up on Dunlop motorcycle tires.com. I use their tires for, for moto, for flat track, everything. Um, just, yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal tires. And, big supporters of, of our industry, aim sports data at aim sports data on social media, the world leader in data acquisition, the solo two GPS lap timer, make sure you look them up. If you have any questions on that, as always shoot me a message. I'll, I'll help answer any questions that, that I know. I'm not a big tech guy, but I do have um, some decent knowledge on that, on that, um, on that product. It's a great product. And Hey, I'm Harley Davidson looking for Harley, looking for accessories, motor clothes, Hit up Tommy Hanelm and his crew at Media Pennsylvania, 
Facebook, Hanums uh, HD, and Instagram as well at Hanums HD. And HanumsHD.com is the website. So um, badass show. I had a lot of fun with it. Tired, but it was definitely awesome. And um, we got a really good one coming up next too. We have a really good guest. Uh, he's a he's a road guy, but he's got a lot of dirt experience too. We'll leave it at that. It's going to be rad. It's going to be fun. Make sure you guys keep it tuned in. Um, upcoming races, make sure you uh, check out Frederick July 4th. If you're um, anywhere on the, in you know, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, anywhere close on July 4th, make sure you go Frederick, Maryland, the Frederick Fairgrounds, Barbara Fritchie classic supported by Fredericktown Yamaha. It's a race I'm stoked uh, about. It's, it's been around forever. I don't know if this is the hundredth year, the 99th year. I, I should know the answer to this, but it's one of the best races of the year and the fans are awesome. The only downfall is I, I have to miss the hot dog eating contest. Uh, my boy, Joey Chestnut. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like watching the, uh, the hot dog eating contest every year on July 4th, but I'll probably tune in on my phone in between practice at, uh, at Frederick, but love, love that facility and love racing there. It's a very technical racetrack and a lot of top guys show up. So make sure you come check that out. And then July 10th, the Van Wert Ohio Fairgrounds, they raced there this past weekend. They're going back on July 10th, Western Ohio Motorsports, the Boss Ohio Series, Summer Series. Make sure you check them out on Facebook for more information. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, guys. We're trying to keep that going. We got big plans for that in the future, but only if I can get it to grow to where we need it to grow. Um, we're, uh, we're looking to do more content there, some, some live shows in the future. I want to thank Billy, my guy, Billy, for editing these shows. I don't really have a ton of extra time to sit down and edit. And Billy has done a lot for, for me and the podcast to, to keep it going. Um, all the fans that leave reviews on iTunes, social media, support, likes, comments. Appreciate y'all. That's a wrap on this. We will chat you next week. Later.